there, and welcome in to another episode of the Dragonfly Ripple Podcast. We're bringing up the next generation of nerd. We, that's me, Carlin Trammell, and also my friend, Michael May. Hey, Michael. Hey. See how good a host you are? You actually remember to introduce your co-host. <laughs> who, like, who? Hey, who is that voice? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're not who I expected. Um, yeah, I've done, I've done it a little, I guess I've done it a little while now, so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but from here on out, it's all downhill. <laughs> um, this is episode number eight, and uh, you know what I don't, what I didn't mention was we're on a porch because last time you established we're on a porch now. Yeah, so yeah, and we have lemonade this time. We have lemonade. <laughs> it's a little chilly. For is it? it uh, well, maybe where you are, but not where <laughs> yeah. I am. Yeah, my porch is in Minnesota, so it's a little <laughs> chilly. <laughs> it has been unseasonably hot and humid well. where I am. Uh, do we have like lemon, like sliced lemons and lemonade? Is it in a glass pitcher or is it yes. just like mixed, just powder? No, no, we're none of that crystal light stuff. Okay. This is real, real stuff. Good. Good. Well, I would think, I would think though, with the theme of this episode, it should be, you know, horrible lemonade. That's true. But, uh, but maybe to make up for what we're going to talk about later, we're, we, we have quality lemonade. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. And, uh, we're making lemonade out of lemons, Carlin. Yeah, there you go. You've tied it. See, you're, you're good at this. <laughs> I don't have my doctorate in podcasting yet, but I'm okay. <laughs> right. Well, it takes time. It takes time. Yeah. And I mind just really an honorary degree. Oh, okay. Um, so we're, we're this time we're talking um, because of the Thanksgiving season that we're in as of the time of this recording. We, you, you had the idea of, hey, let's talk about some turkeys. Yeah. And uh, that, that being some uh, maybe some nerdy things and in this case it wanted to be in a couple of movies that were not uh all that great yeah and uh you know it's funny like there is this aspect of things that are so bad that they're good um and i thought maybe we just spent a couple minutes talking about that that whole thing like what are you what are your thoughts on that like watching bad movies or bad tv shows um i could enjoy i you know they're always way more fun if you're watching them with someone else who uh, yeah you know, it's kind of the mystery science theater thing where, you know, either you can create your own commentary track or even just watching a mystery science theater one where those guys are the commentary track. And um, you kind of poke fun at it and giggle at it and, you know, chuckle at each other. And, you know, it's a lot more fun that way. Uh, but there are movies that I could I can watch alone um, that, that fall into that category uh just because i guess i've seen them enough times that i remember the jokes that that i've made with other people but you know if i'm watching plan nine from outer space or um and i won't try to think of a bunch of other ones but you know, there's certain movies that i could just yeah still get a lot of enjoyment out what about you i think in general i agree like it's when you can sit down and watch something that's not a high quality movie with somebody you can you can start poking fun at it but i i, I do I don't know if I really enjoy that that experience as a whole uh, mm-hmm. as much as I do just sitting down and really uh, consuming the media itself. And so I tend to uh, enjoy um, – I tend to, to avoid things that aren't bad because of that. Like I'd rather watch higher quality stuff. And there's only so much time. True. Especially, especially as I've gotten older and time – Time is escaping time. There's not as much time. There's there's all you know work and family and and other responsibilities to uh, to take care of. I'd rather spend that time on on good quality stuff. Um, but I can appreciate a good um, a, a a bad movie that has good components, like things that are there's maybe no plot, but man, the action is really good. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking like. Some of those Robert Rodriguez movies, like Desperado. Desperado is – I don't think anyone can argue that Desperado is great cinema. Um, but, man, it's just it's just fun. It's just like the – you know, Antonio Banderas going into the bar and doing all the crazy gunplay. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just – I don't know. Like that kind of – that kind of bad I enjoy. Um, but I don't know if, like, I can go quite to the Plan 9 levels. Yeah. Well, that's a really good point, you know, because there are certain, you know, kinds of movies that you know, are still being made today that, um, you know, I'm thinking of like the Asylum films, the stuff that's like on the sci-fi channel and, um, 
you know, Sharknado and, you know, that kind of stuff. Snakes on a, what's Snakes a plane. On a plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I haven't seen any of that stuff. And I, and I think even though, you know, it, it's definitely marketed in the, you know, so bad that it's a good category. Um, I'm with you. I would prefer to just spend my time watching something that I'm legitimately going to enjoy instead of kind of ironically enjoy. Right. Well, and so and, much of that seems like in this day and age, Sharknado and and uh, all those specific things, it's marketed towards the Twitter environment. Yeah. It's yeah. marketed to that, okay, I'm, it, you know, maybe I'm not getting together with you and watching this and you and I are making fun of it, but um, people are getting on and tweet live tweeting Sharknado and then they're doing that same kind of commentary track on Twitter and I don't really get into that either. I, I, I don't want to live tweet. I would rather just sit there and watch the movie. Right, right. Yeah, I'm with you on that too. So I think most of the bad movies that I enjoy watching as bad movies are ones that I've already seen before and you know have some kind of fondness or affection for just because of previous experiences that I've had watching them or you know, they bring back good memories or or maybe there is something really good actually in, yeah. in them that, that I enjoy. Um, I think there's but, one other aspect, uh, one other reason why I like to watch bad movies. And you, uh, you're a storyteller. You're, you are a guy who likes to write. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, don't, uh, I don't write all that much. But I do enjoy um, watching some bad movies when I can try and fix it in my mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a couple of examples would be um, some of the uh, like superhero movies. When I can watch something, and in particular, Superman 3 comes to mind. When there is a lot right with that movie. I mean, maybe not, maybe not a lot. I mean, let me say that back. There's, there's a good, about a quarter of that movie that's that's got some potential, and I would say even that that junkyard scene, that famous junkyard scene, that, right. that's the core of the movie, and that's a great scene in a really horrible movie. Um, and I can, in my mind, build around that and think, man, what could a what what could a Superman three have been like if only they had done things differently? Um, and I, I mean, I wonder. I assume you take that same approach on movies. Yeah, it's true. I, um, I'm trying to remember what the most recent one was that I saw. That, uh, um, but there was there was one I just watched recently where I was, I was fixing it in my head yeah. as I went, <laughs> and it was you know, it was it had kind of um, you know introduced this. It kind of started the story in a weird place, and uh, um, you know, you weren't really sure like who the main character was. And so in my head, I was like, okay, if you actually started the movie in this spot and focused more on this character and that's kind of like your way in, then, uh, you know, this would be a lot better. And, but I do that all the time. And so and it is a fun exercise. I enjoy doing that. Yeah. So I wonder, uh, as you've, um, as you've talked about, you you have watched bad movies. Do, do you enjoy watching them with, uh, David? We haven't much because you know most of the time when i'm thinking of things that i want to share with him it's things that you know i'm kind of like see my role as kind of helping him build his canon you know and <laughs> um this is like the stuff that i want you to have seen before you get out of the house and uh so it's it tends to be the good stuff um so like you know the superman movies for instance so we i have not shown him superman three or four we've watched the first two um even though we kind of had the, we we lumped Superman two in kind of the bad movie category. Like there are parts of that movie that we were just like, why are they doing what they're doing? That doesn't make any sense. Um, and I kind of let that be the end of it. I was like, and, and so when I offered him some suggestions of things to uh, to watch um, for this episode uh, of Dragonfly Ripple, um, Superman's two and three was one of those options. And I was actually kind of secretly hoping that he would pick them because um, <laughs> I haven't seen them in a long time, and and I was. You know, I think I'll, I'm going to enjoy, um, you know, being able to, to chuckle at them with him. Uh, but generally speaking, I don't do that. Yeah, I, I think I'm mostly the same way. And, and even my approach to choosing for Annalise was much in the same way you're talking about, building that canon. And so I picked something where my goal was to say, all right, here's something that's good. And then here's something that's that it's a remake of it that's not good. And not only is it not good, but it's not good because it's not what the original was. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like using this as an example to build further why the original was great. So uh, even, yeah. even then I probably didn't really follow the uh, formula that you were hoping for here. <laughs> oh, sure. Man. I think it's completely uh, appropriate. 
but yeah, we're we're um, we're going. We have spent uh, time um, watching some turkeys as as we're dubbing them in this episode. And uh, you, what did you watch with David? So we watched uh, what he chose out of the list that I gave him, and it was all superhero kind of at least related stuff. Uh, but what he chose was Howard the Duck. Um, he's uh, familiar with that character from the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and, and that's all that I'll say about his reasons for picking it. You know, <laughs> explain the rest of it, but uh, but that was the one he was he was curious about. And so, in your li- like you said, your list was built out with uh, Superman three and four was on there. Howard the Duck. Uh, yeah, what were the other I had, options. I had Catwoman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it seems like I had maybe one. Steel? Did you have Shaquille O'Neal's Steel? Have, no, I should have thought of it, but uh, I mean, there's so many options uh, when you go back far enough. Of uh, of bad superhero movies, um, especially pre, uh, you know, pre X Men. Yeah. But uh, but no, I think I just pulled up some kind of list of like the worst movies of all time and and kind of picked the the nerdiest ones on there to to present to him. And had you seen Howard the Duck before? Uh, yeah, I saw it in 1986 yeah. when it came out. I was a huge Leah Thompson fan from uh, Back to the Future, <laughs> and. Um, I'd forgotten Tim Robbins is in that movie, but very young Tim Robbins is in there too. And, uh, Jeffrey Jones, of course, from, um, Ferris Bueller's day off. Uh, but, uh, and I was familiar that, that it was a comic. I'd never read any of the comics, but I knew that it was based on a Marvel comic. So I was curious about it and I went to see it. Yeah. Well, f- uh, on my end, uh, I watched the 1998, uh, film, Known as the Avengers, but that you know, obviously is not uh, the Marvel Avengers, but the one based on the uh, old British television series. Uh, the stars Ralph Fiennes as John Steed and Uma Thurman as Emma Peel. And uh, but what I also did was uh, we watched a couple of episodes of the original Avengers series going into it. So one of the black and white um, era and one of the color era um, cool. up from the Emma Peel run. So we both have uh, turkeys that are tangentially related to the Marvel Universe. Yes, yours is uh, more in the Marvel Universe, but right. mine shares the name with somebody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I, you know, I, I remember um, when I was younger. I remember my dad watching the Avengers show. I didn't. Uh, I didn't really watch it with him. I just remember it being on a couple of times, um, and uh, I was always curious about it. And so I. I have since seen some of the show. I did remember watching the movie. Um, I didn't watch it in the theater, but I remember seeing it uh, originally. And sometimes when you sometimes when you see a movie and it's bad, but you wait ten years later and you can watch it again, you'd be like, that ah, you know that actually wasn't so bad. I'm in a different place now, or I get what they were trying to do more. Right. And I, and I had I I'd on my own wondered, could I watch the Avengers movie again? Uh, and I was curious about seeing Ralph Fiennes again because he's in uh, the new James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. And Sean Connery, of course, is in uh, the Avengers movie. And right. so I was just curious, you know, oh, okay, maybe maybe I'll give it another shot. And, uh, <laughs> well, it wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can... I... Go ahead. I, uh, I, I saw that one in the theater as well, having no knowledge at all of, of – the Avengers other than maybe some stills. I mean, I knew that, um, you know, Diana Rigg and, uh, honor Blackman, who both were in James Bond movies that, you know, they had kind of got their start in that show. Um, oh, Patrick Pat- McNeil was also. In yeah, exactly. Bond yeah. He was in V to a kill. So, um, you know, I was aware of their work, but, uh, had not actually seen any of it. And that's still kind of a to do for me. All right. Well, um, let's start with, uh, uh, Let's get let's get the kids in here and let's let's start our discussion about um, let's start off with Howard the Duck. Well, hello, David. How are you? Good. And uh, Annalise is here as well. Hey, Annalise. Hello. And uh, we're going to start talking about uh, what. Uh, uh, Michael watched with David, and uh, so uh, I was just talking to your dad, and uh, he mentioned that he gave you a list of some things to choose from for this episode. Uh, now, what, what do you remember? What was all on the list? Uh, I think we got 
more Fantastic Four was one of them. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Which the the Corman one or any of the other ones? Any of them. Okay, <laughs> would, would have qualified. <laughs> I guess at this point, sadly, yes. Any yes. any of the four. Change did not come. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the tagline, wasn't it? <laughs> 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 the changing quality. Didn't what else was on there? Uh, can't really. Ah. Um, can't really remember that well. Okay. Well, you chose um, which movie did you choose then? Chose the best movie of all time. <laughs> five out of five stars, all the way. <laughs> Just kidding, Howard the Duck. <laughs> so, uh, keeping with the poultry theme, of course, uh, of watching a turkey, you picked a duck. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't really know how Howard the Duck until we saw Guardians of the Galaxy. So, okay, so for those who don't uh, know, what, why, um, what was the Howard the Duck thing about Guardians of the Galaxy? He just showed up at the end. Just... <laughs> randomly there. Yeah, pretty much randomly there. <laughs> no one saw it coming because they didn't really lead anything up to it. No, he's like in the background of one scene earlier in the movie. Like he's no, nope, it's it's the end. I know, but he is yeah. he is in. There's a large wide shot of the whole collector's like room, and he's small often to like the corner you of one. You have to be looking for you him. You have to be looking for him. Yeah, but other than that, like yeah, he's just at the end of the movie, uh, the after credit sequence, and yeah. uh, he <laughs> he's sort of shawarma. He yeah, he's the shawarma <laughs> scene, and he's sort of mocking the collector. So it's uh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Um, so is that is that why you chose Howard the Duck, or was there any other reasons for choosing Howard the Duck? Uh, well, because I never it seemed interesting. <laughs> it just yeah. it seemed like an interesting option. Did you know anything about it going into it? Like, did you know? Um, I went to uh, my cousin's house not that long ago, and he had Lego Marvel, so. I did do some Howard the Duck and Lower Lego Marvel, and, yeah. but that's really it. We have that. <laughs> yeah, Lego Marvel has. There's been many hours played of Lego Marvel in this house. Um, and you said one of the weapons, like David was anticipating one of the weapons showing up, right, so, David? Like a rocket launcher. Yeah. So you were wondering if that was going to be part of the movie. I remember. Yeah. The um. So did you know about Supergun. the movie at all, or like, nope, did you, I had just you seen knew a still a, or anything at all? I just knew he was a duck from space with a <laughs> rocket launcher. And so, based on that, you chose that from all of the items on the list. I love it. Um, okay, so you you jokingly said uh, as we started the conversation that it was a five out of five uh, best that movie was ever. Not actually a hundred percent a joke. Okay, and I'm not talking about that because of myself. I liked it. I didn't like it that much. But here's a funny story. So I went on Amazon to watch this movie. And Amazon had four or five stars. So I, I, I like movies. And, like, I admit to this, that, but I did not actually really hate Fantastic Four. It was okay. But... I would not give Howard the Duck five out of five stars, but 57% of the people that rated on Howard the Duck gave it five out of five stars. So I really don't know what anyone was thinking. Steve Gerber has a huge family. Apparently. <laughs> it's some sort of, some, like, I don't know, some sort of cult of Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the there were a shocking number of five-star reviews on Amazon for Howard the Duck. It, I think it has achieved a, a cult film status at Probably this point. So. Yeah, kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. You 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 give you give a movie some time, and you can kind of appreciate it for for different reasons later in life. Right. Um. So so you do you do like it then, David? You maybe not five out of five, but you do enjoy the movie. I like three three and a half, four. That's yeah, a it's a it's Those. a reasonable. That's a that's a good amount of stars in a five star scale. So you you like this movie? What what was it you liked about it? Um. It well first I liked how they turned it around. So for, it started off being this terrible movie. So <laughs> he comes in. There's all these pictures of duck people. 
So now he's sitting in a chair. He's sitting in his chair, watching TV, looking at his magazine, and all of a sudden, his chair starts flying out the apartment. What? Like an earthquake happens, and his chair starts <laughs> levitating and flying out the apartment. So now he's sitting in a flying chair. Now he's going through this. Now he's flying through space somehow with no oxygen tank or anything. And then it really starts off the movie as kind of a crazy comedy science fiction romance. But then they turn into just a science fiction comedy, which is good. They so they dropped the, the romance. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so the romance aspect, you would say, uh, would, would be which one of the things you didn't like about the movie? Yeah, there was just this really weird scene that was really, really bad. It was... <laughs> So he ju- he had just finished beating up these guys with quack foo. Uh, okay. And <laughs> and then I like that you say it as though it's something like like everybody knows about. <laughs> he just beat up these guys with quack foo, you know. <laughs> so he saved this girl who was getting beat up in an alleyway, and then there was just this really weird scene it was just them kind of feeling sorry about themselves so he was just moping around about to go out in the rain but he's a duck so he should feel fine about that but (laughs) you're right (laughs) and eventually just had them walk home under an umbrella it was (laughs) it didn't feel like it needed to be that weird and so it was just sort of a, a relationship that was developing between a human and a duck, and that seemed very odd to you. Well, not it was just how they did it. Yeah, okay. It seemed odd. It was just them moping around, looking at like they're kind of looking at each other between a uh, looking at each other between a pillar, and then <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of romance movie kind of tropes that they were putting in there it was it was a little awkward and strange so uh was there anything well you mentioned some of the the corniness of the beginning of the movie um maybe you didn't like that what uh was there anything else you didn't like or or want to elaborate on that after that scene because really that that part about it and then a little like a couple minutes rest that was the bad part but then it started getting a little good because then he started getting really sarcastic which was kind of funny. <laughs> so they went to this museum to try to figure out what was going on. And there is this get, get worker at the museum. And Howard the Duck was just real, like, just making fun of this guy a lot. He's pretending that he was a um, scientist there, but he was really custodian. And Howard was really making fun of this guy a lot. So you liked you liked the the character of Howard. That was something else that you did like was him and his uh, his uh, quacks. I mean wah, quacks. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you uh, so did you recognize any of the actors in it uh, from uh, other movies you'd seen? Um, not really. The the uh, the main the lead lead female. She seemed familiar to you at all. No. She didn't she, remind you of uh, Marty McFly's mom. Oh, oh I, I sorry, I forgot about. That. Yeah, I, <laughs> I for, I remember that now. It was, I, I did know. actually pick that out, or maybe I don't, I didn't. Know. I don't know. Then we need to watch Howard the Duck. <laughs> Someone told. I no, think, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's two hours of a duck. I feel it, like it, that's part of the problem too, isn't it? Isn't it like the full two hours? It is, I think. Yeah, yeah. it's like way long. <laughs> David, the uh, the the scientist who developed the machine that brought Howard. Yeah. He was in another movie we saw. Do you remember who he is? No. He was the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh yeah, you told me that too. Yeah. I guess. I I was trying to cut that beginning part out of my mind, so <laughs> I forgot about that stuff you explained. Okay. 
He just purged all that memory. Whether <laughs> whether it was the movie or something you said about it, it's all gone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Howard the Ducks, even despite uh, what Amazon would tell you, this this movie does appear on a lot of uh, worst movie ever lists. Um, <laughs> why? Wh- so, what do you think it is that makes people not like this movie? Why? Why do you think I don't like this movie? I don't know. It's just so quirky and corny and odd it's kind of another one because i guess back in that day it was just i guess so my, my theory is is that back in the day when this movie was in the theater it was just so much like every other movie that people just forgot about it and that was bad but nowadays because my dad thought that still hate it, but then he watched it like, oh, that's actually not bad. Yeah, I ended up enjoying it more than I thought I was going to. Too. One, one of the things that your dad and I talked about uh, a few minutes ago when before before we brought you and Annalise in was we like to, as we watch bad movies, we like to fix them. Is there anything that you um, would change about this movie to make it a better movie? Um... Uh, I don't know. Just take out some of the stuff at the beginning. Like maybe instead of him having a flying chair, maybe get sucked into a black hole or something. Like in a spaceship, and yeah. then it does seem really um, implausible. Or it seems it seemed to the whole him getting on Earth thing. It seemed like it could have used a bit more explanation. Like, or maybe he could have been in a spaceship, but he gets sucked into the beam from a spaceship instead of just him sitting in his living room and then his chair starts levitating and flying through all the rooms yeah i think the visual (laughs) aspect of that too was was weak because like you're saying it it looks as though he's just flying through space and some sort of weird wormhole thing without oxygen but uh i don't know if that's really the intent of it but that's how it certainly appears and so Mm -hmm. if they had kind of done it better or differently. Uh, yeah. Be more plausible. But it was still really funny because there was this one scene, they were in a diner and they had ordered a special and when the waitress brought out the special, he started going all crazy because there were eggs on the plate. <laughs> yeah. He's like, do you want me to be a cannibal or something? <laughs> and then she took away the eggs and later on, so, I don't know if this is really a spoiler or not, but the evil... The evil, the, the, they accidentally brought another alien, which was this dark overlord from some other planet, and infected the main scientist, not the janitor, but the, but Ferris Bueller principal dude. <laughs> and he was really funny because all the guys were beating up Howard, and he's like, all right, and the, uh, Marty's mom was saying, are you gonna go help him? And he's like. They took my eggs. <laughs> <laughs> the um, okay, so this is uh, this was a movie in 1986. Uh, this was uh, a different time of comic book movies. Uh, in a lot of ways, there's a, well, there's very few good comic book movies that came out. I would say before 2000. Um, but so now, though, we're getting like four or five a year, and a lot of them are really good, especially the Marvel movies. Um, and Marvel's now established that Howard the Duck is a part of their cinematic universe because he's shown up in Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy. Would you uh, would you welcome a Howard the Duck movie from Marvel? I would welcome a Howard the Duck movie. Would you rather he show up uh, somewhere else first or that he become like a side character? Or would you want there to be a Howard the Duck movie all about him? I think... Either one would be fine. Like, they could have him be a character in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Kind of join along with them. Or you could have another Howard the Duck movie. Do you think it becomes be weird that there's a raccoon and a duck <laughs> in a team? And a, and a giant tree? Both of them with large guns. Large guns and guns. sarcastic uh, <laughs> attitudes. Yeah. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> now I want a buddy movie with just uh, Rocket and Howard. Yeah, that should happen. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, you, do you read comics? Uh, sure. <laughs> I, I, uh, I've heard through the grapevine that Marvel has begun publishing Howard the Duck again, and there's been Howard the Duck comics uh, over the years. Would you be interested in the Howard the Duck comic, or are you really just interested <laughs> in the movie? Well, yeah, I could read a comic to Howard <laughs> the Duck. You could. I I could. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know. What, what does that, that mean? <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know. I just have to read one and find out. You would not turn it. it down if someone gave it to you, but you, no. if you, if you yourself were choosing between Howard the Duck and, uh, say, Batman or something, you might not pick Howard the Duck. Is that what you're, that what you're getting at? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't. Okay. I would pick maybe. Howard the Duck. You would pick Howard the Duck over Batman? I might <laughs> pick Howard the Duck over Batman. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of Bat. There's a lot of Batman in our house, but not that much Howard the Duck. Yeah, Batman always wins, so we already know the outcome. I, I feel like uh, episode eight. That's what we need to see. We've already, this is, we've already failed, Howard Michael. <laughs> yes. We need to see Batman versus Howard the Duck. But we already know that Howard the Duck is going to lose. Well, he beat four evil space monsters. He probably wouldn't beat Batman, but at least he probably wouldn't get destroyed well, yeah. either. It would be interesting. <laughs> or maybe like a Batman Howard the Duck team up. Team up. It'd be so different that it would be funny and Perfect. might actually work at the same actually, time. Actually, I would really enjoy reading that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're listening out there, Marvel and DC, <laughs> this is what we need to see is uh, work together. You can talk to you to make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, David, um, I've, I've, I have no interest in bringing Howard the Duck back into my house to watch it again. <laughs> But uh, can you can you try and convince me, or can you give Annalise some words to to try and convince me to why I should? Because it's better than Fantastic Four, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it's probably going to be better than the last than you remember it. Okay. All right, so you recommend Annalise try try and uh, track this down. Yep, we don't and then if she either. doesn't like it, then it can stay out of your house forever. <laughs> and <laughs> at least you can have... Um, what? And then you can have Dashiell watch it with you. Yeah, and then we, we can just get it over with. Um, but we don't have to watch it here. We can find another place to watch it. And then it's not in your house. <laughs> All right, touche. <laughs> okay, well, anything else you want to say about Howard the Duck, David? Uh, it's up to you the way, whether it's good or not. <laughs> Your mileage may vary. <laughs> I guess, yes. That's the case with anything, but yes, particularly Howard the Duck. It's up to you. <laughs> Michael, were you, uh, were you shocked or were you uh, not shocked that David took such a liking to Howard the Duck? Um, if if you had asked me to predict the outcome before we watched it, I would not have predicted that outcome. But as we were watching it, especially once we get over like the first third, which is where the all the weird kind of you know, Quirky are Howard, and, yeah, are Howard and Beverly gonna be a romantic item or not? And they once they kind of drop that, David's right; it becomes this this kind of silly eighties. Um, you know, goofy fantasy Fine. adventure sci-fi thing. Yeah. And it's really not that bad. Um, there are still bad parts to it, but, uh, you know, and that song is pretty horrible, even though, <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, I, I had forgotten that Thomas Dolby was like one of the, the guys who did a lot of the songs in the soundtrack. And he and George Clinton wrote that Howard the Duck song, which is <laughs> just blows my mind. Cause I like those guys, but that song is, um, but anyway, so yeah, it's you know there are some turkey aspects about it, but I I can see why David enjoyed it, and I actually uh, enjoyed watching it with him. So no, I'm not I'm not shocked. All right, well we're going to move on to uh, another segment of Jetpack Tiger, and we come back, then we'll talk about the Avengers. Okay, it's time for another episode of Jetpack Tiger. 
Alright, we're gonna do something different this time. Uh, what I have here is I have, uh, from when I was a kid, from when I was about, uh, how old are you? I'm six and a half. Okay, so exactly from the time when I was your age, I had a whole bunch of Star Wars action figures, and I would collect them up in this giant Darth Vader head. And I have that very Darth Vader head and many of those Star Wars action figures now in front of me. Now, you've seen all the Star Wars movies now, right? Yep, except for different, like, seasons and stuff. But you've seen all the movies except for The Force Awakens, which isn't out yet. So you've seen yeah. the first six movies. Okay, yeah. so you're, you've seen the movies that these characters are from, and you've seen some of the cartoons, but, but you've only seen the movies... Once, so you may not be familiar with some of these characters. So here's yeah. what we're going to do on this special, uh, different jetpack tiger. I'm going to pick out a character. I want to show you who it is, and you're going to tell me if you know where they are from uh, in the movie. Okay. So I'm going to start off with, uh, I'm going to start off with an easy one. Okay. This one right here. Who is who? Where did where did this one come from? He it he came from the one where. The, where um, he where where you found Jabba the Hutt? Okay, Jabba the Hutt, and he. What was his deal? He's what? Like where was he? Um, I don't know. Okay, this is Salacious Crumb, and he was like Jabba the Hutt's little pet or something like that. So he just sat there next to Jabba the Hutt, and he came with the Jabba the Hutt uh, playset, which I don't have anymore, but I still have my Salacious Crumb. Okay, so that's one example. Okay. All right, let's do another one. This one may be a little bit harder. Do you remember where what this guy's from? No. You don't remember? Okay, so since you don't know, I'm going to ask you to, to make it up. So so what's this guy's name? Is he good? Is he bad? And what's his story? And I'm going to let you hold him. Um, his, his name is Mungi. Mungi, okay. And he... Is um a moron. A moron. Okay. He's 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 good and bad. Okay. It's like Deadpool. Okay. And he goes around and he walks to house to house collecting money until one day he was counting his money. Then then Darth Vader um stole his money. Okay. Then he became a good guy and he and he helps uh see like a cc cc ccpo units and stuff okay okay so that's the backstory of what was his name muggy yeah um so do you want to actually know what his story was yeah he is an ugonaut and he is on uh he is from uh he's from empire strikes back and he is lando do you remember this guy lando do you remember Lando Calrissian? Oh, yeah. He's one of the guys that helps out on Lando's Cloud City. Okay. Okay? But I like Mungie's story. I think I might like Mungie's story better. Okay, let's go with this one right here. What was this character from? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? Okay, so then, what's, uh, what's the story on him? Make it, make it up. Okay, his name is... Nini. Nini. Yeah. Okay. Is he good or bad? He is bad. Okay. And he walks around and he helps Darth Vader. But how Darth Vader got him? He was walking. He's running around, and he was already a bad guy. He steals money from people, and he steals money. Then Darth Vader went up. Then Darth Vader crashed down, and he um said. And he looked, and he saw his money, and then he took him in. Then they work together. He shoots stuff. He shoots clone troopers, like bad, good guys. And then he steals their money, and then he gives it to Darth Vader. Okay. Um, what does what does he sound like? What's his voice sound like? La, 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 la. Okay. He only has his he has his own um, language, but he can speak lang his um. Darth Vader's language, and he says, and he sounds like this. Okay, so that uh, was just the description for what is known as uh, Blue Snaggletooth. This is actually the rare Blue Snaggletooth from the first Star Wars movie. Okay, all right. Should we do uh, a couple more? Yeah. All right. 
Um, hard or easy? Um, hard. Hard. Okay. All right. Then let's go with this one. Do you know who the who this character is? Um. Hmm. Does he look familiar at all? He looks familiar, but I don't know his name. Okay. Do you know where he's from? He's from he, when he's from the third movie when he was fixing up Darth Vader. Oh, you know what? You're right. He might have been uh, something. Someone like him might have been in that third movie. He was okay. So he is actually from um, Empire Strikes Back, and this is two one B, a medical droid. Oh, it's when um. Uh, Luke Skywalker's arm got cut off, and he was fixing his arm. Oh, maybe he was at the end. I was thinking actually more specifically at the beginning when he got when Luke got attacked by the big Wampa creature, and Han went to save him and brought him back. And he, uh, these two uh, droids, two one B and FX seven, are there, and Luke's in the big tank, the big water tank, and uh, trying to get healed. Oh, does that does that ring a bell? No. Okay, well, that's okay. That's all right. My, the ring of bell, I thought when his um, hand got cut off. He might have been at the end of that, too. I, you know, you you were probably right. I just don't remember. This one might be easy. Do you remember him? No. You don't remember him? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. don't remember who this is? No. He, you don't remember him? No. Okay, well, you tell me who, what's his, what's the deal? What's his name? Uh, his name is Klissinini. Okay. Klissinini. Klissinini. And, and is he good or bad? He is good. Oh, he's good. Okay. And what's uh, what's going on with Klissinini? He um he was walking around and he ran to a and he found the Jedi and he's like, "Ooh, Jedi!" Then Is that what he sounds like? He sa- he can he speaks normal? Jedi. Okay. And then he went up to him, and he's like, "Can I break with you?" And, and then he said yes. Then he and he just serves meals for the Jedi. Oh, he stuff. serves meals for the Jedi. Klesanini is the Jedi server. Yeah. Okay. Uh this is actually Nian Num, who is the co-pilot of the Millennium Falcon with Lando in Return of the Jedi. But he probably also serves meals to the Jedi. Well, that was fun. We'll, we sh- there's a plenty more, and so some other time we'll have to do that again. Okay. Uh, so, uh, what do we need to say? Goodbye! And uh, we're going to talk with Annalise about the Avengers, not Marvel's The Avengers, um, which everybody loves for good reason. But uh, the 90s remake, eh, I guess it's a remake of the TV show, 90s movie adaptation of the uh, 60s TV show, um, all about spies and uh, so, Annalise, I understand that you and your dad watched some of the TV show. What did you think about that? Uh, I thought it was really good, and I want to watch some more. Okay, so how many episodes did you watch? Two. Two, okay. So we watched one of the black and white episodes and one of the, the color episodes. But they both had um, Mrs. Steed. No, mm-hmm. Mr. Steed and Mrs. Peel. Yes. Boy, I need to really catch up on my Avengers knowledge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so they both have Mrs. Peel in them. And, and did you like the way that she and, and Steed were together? Yeah, they, they seemed like they had been best friends for like a long time. Okay, all right. Um, so they worked well together. Were they funny with each other? Or how, how did that relationship work? Yeah, they were like, they kind of cracked jokes with each other, kind of. Okay, fun. Um and were there so I think the two episodes you watched because one's in black and white and one's in color they must have been from like two different seasons um, were there major differences between those two episodes um well one um, like they were one was black and white one was color but yeah. um the 
the first one we watched, um, they seemed to kind of accidentally find the problem, and um, in the second one we watched, they seemed to like have been called, like, hey, we need you on this case. Um, and so that was a little different. Okay, so how they were introduced to the case was different. Um, was there any difference in like the feel of the episode? Is like one funnier than the other, or one goofier than the other, or anything um, like that? Well, her her Mrs. Peel's clothes seem a lot crazier because you can actually see like what colors they are. Okay. I don't. She wears some weird clothes. All right. All right. Um, so. Out, you see, you see, you see the TV shows, and then did that get you excited about watching the movie? Um, yeah, Dad said it wasn't it wasn't very good, but I okay. was still excited. All right. So, what were you hoping for from the movie? Um. Well, I just I wanted it to be like the show. Okay. It, it wasn't. So, uh, in color. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but with like the same kind of. Uh, like the the joking maybe or yeah okay um and, well, and then so how was it what, did did you like the movie um it was it was okay the um movie overall was good it was just it was just nothing like the show though okay all right like it could be its own movie and maybe they like changed the name or something because um, mm-hmm. it's not really anything like the show. Okay. Um, it sounds kind of similar to how David felt about Wild Wild West. Just uh, now that I'm thinking about that. Um, so, what did you like about the movie? That you said you said it was good. Just if it was its yeah, own thing. It had giant teddy bears. Okay. Were they killer teddy bears? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. What else? Yeah. That I still think that they could have like like dress them up in the exact same clothes and then had like different rubber masks like Halloween rubber masks or something instead of giant teddy bear costumes okay it's kind of absurd <laughs> what'd you think about the bad guy's plot like his scheme what was he trying to do um like change the weather to rule the world and stuff okay do you feel like that was a good story yeah and um, yeah all right, and he was. Did you like him as a villain? Yeah, he was. He was cool, and even though he was a teddy bear himself. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know why he had to be a teddy bear because he just took it off. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a little weird. Um, so, what what didn't work for you about the movie? Like I, you said that it wasn't it wasn't the same as the show. What was different about it that was that you um, didn't care for? Well, in the movie, they have, like, they just met, um, and so they, like, didn't really trust each other. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, their, I guess their kind of, like, connection was different. Like, they didn't joke around very much, um, like in the show. Well, this is really bringing me back to that Wild Wild West uh, conversation, because that was the same criticism that I had of, uh, of that movie, um, I don't but, remember that episode. Yeah, well, was, oh, that was with Briscoe County Jr. Yeah, right, and uh, and that so in that TV show, not to go too far down this track, but in that TV show, those guys, the two heroes, are are buddies and and joke around with each other and really like each other. But in the movie, they did the same thing where they introduced they they felt like they had to introduce them to each other and they didn't really get along at first, and so there wasn't that that same relationship. So that's, that's interesting. And I think that movie was came out about the same time as the Avengers too. So, um, it was just something that they felt like they had to do in movies at that time. So how would you fix it to kind of ask the same question? Your dad asked David, if, if you were going to take this movie, if you were the, the producer or the director and, and you saw it and you go, Oh, you know what? I can change this and make it better. What would you change? Um, well, I would make them friends so that the, when the clone attacked him, it would kind of feel like more like of a shock. Mm. Um, and I probably wouldn't have giant teddy bears walking around. Okay. 
So it sounds like you didn't care for the giant teddy bears. Well, they were funny, but like they they didn't need the giant teddy bears. Okay. Um, anything else you would fix? Um, well, in the very beginning, I was very confused about the deal, with, the whole deal with the weather. So I probably cleared that up a little bit. Okay. All right. What about the people who played Steed and Peel? They uh, how how did they do compared to the people who played them on TV? Um, well, I think they just tried to like do the best they could with the scripts, like trying to make the best of it. Um, uh huh. And um, Mrs. Peel was in one of the Batman movies. That's right. Who did she play? Poison Ivy. Yeah. Um, and did you recognize uh, Mr. Steed from anything? I don't think I, mean, I, re- I, uh, I don't think so. I can't think of anything she's seen him in. Yeah, maybe not. Um, what about the bad guy? Have you seen him in anything? Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure. She's seen a few minutes of one of the Bond movies, but uh, okay. she probably wouldn't have recognized him from that. Yeah, he's considerably Wait. older. He the was one, the first. Are you talking about the one with, um, they go up on the bridge? Or is that something else? The few, the last few minutes of the one where they go up on the bridge? and. No, not that one. Okay. Yeah. He was the first guy to play James Bond, but he was a lot younger and didn't have a beard or anything. So. Oh, oh, he was James Bond. Yeah, he was James Bond. Um, so one of, one of the things you talked about that you liked about the TV show was that they the characters knew each other and they liked each other. Um, they joked around with each other, but they, correct me if I'm wrong, but they did not have like a romantic relationship in the show. Is that right? Mm-hmm. In fact, is she married to somebody else in the show? Uh, yes, there is a Mr. Peel that eventually shows up. Okay, because yeah, I always call her Mrs. Peel, so I guess I assumed. But uh, okay, so there's a Mr. Peel. So there's no romantic relationship in the in the TV show. Is there one in the movie though? Did they yeah. did they make them kind of okay? Um, what did you think about that change? Um, well, it was a lot different, and I guess it kind of worked for the movie. But okay. I don't think it would have worked for the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. So did you did you kind of like seeing them end up together as a couple then in the movie? Um, I don't. I I don't know. Yeah. You don't have strong feelings about it. Not really. Okay. And uh, I guess there's a, there's a rumor floating around that, that that we might get an Avengers reboot. Um, the show uh, of another one. I don't. I don't know if it's a show or a movie. I, there was like the guy who is the producer of, or was the producer of Hannibal, was saying he wanted to bring the Avengers back, but I don't. Okay. I think that's the most we've seen on uh, that story. Okay, so it might be someone just kind of thinking about it. Um, so let me ask it in two parts. Then, Are, would you want to see yet another version of these characters and these adventures? Um, so that, that's the first part of the question. Um, well, if it's, like, a movie, but it's not the same movie, like, it's not the same, it's not, like, an, an the, another story with the same people and stuff. Yeah. Um, then I, like, I, I would probably be interested in it. Um, and the show, if it was, like, the same show, that'd be, that'd be fun. Okay. I guess I haven't seen it all, but. Yeah. All right, so that was my second part of the question was, would you rather see it as a movie or a TV show? And it sounds like you'd be more interested in it if it's a TV show. Or is that wrong? No, that's right. <laughs> okay. Um, and so are you, do you, are you eager to watch more of the show? Yes. Okay. Um, certainly, I'm guessing the, the ones with Emma Peel. She's only in... Uh, in um, a couple of seasons and then in a lot of the other ones then steed teams up with other characters um are you would you be interested in seeing him team up with with other people um and, and there's some men there's some women there's you know all different kinds of folks that he teams up with is, is that interesting to you or do you just kind of draw the line at mrs peel <laughs> um 
Well, it would be interesting. Um, I guess I would rather have Mrs. Peel, but yeah, um, it still would be cool. Okay, cool. Um, David, do you have any questions about the Avengers? Um, not really, except yeah. that Carlin. <laughs> yes. Do you like the Avengers better or Howard the Duck? Um. <laughs> uh. So. <laughs> Talking about the movies. The yeah, movies. The movies. Um, one has giant teddy bears. One has. A I would. Duck. I would go with Howard the Duck over the Avengers. <laughs> okay, now we have to watch it because we, we've already watched Avengers. So. <laughs> you guys you, need a Howard the Duck day. You tricked me. Yes, Howard the <laughs> Duck day. <laughs> uh, so, David, I have a question for you because we did. We were toying with the idea of watching the Avengers um, <laughs> to kind of prepare for this, and we watched the trailer for it. So you've seen the trailer. Um, so now having heard and at least talk about it, are you more or less or the same interested in, uh, checking out the Avengers? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's sounds essentially basically like the wild, wild west, except it's not in the wild west. Yeah. But you like the wild, wild west. I do. Yeah. Except if I want to watch something like The Wild Wild West, I'd probably watch The Wild Wild West. Yeah, but well, but you're right. It's not set in The Wild Wild West. It's more like in the 60s James Bond kind of yeah. uh, era. Yeah. So. And I, I will tell you that Diana Riggs prettier than The Wild Wild West guys. So <laughs> It's true. <laughs> uh, well, let's, um, let's gather around the dinner table and ask our dinner table question. And since we're in the Thanksgiving uh, era as we record this uh, one uh, question that we thought we'd ask is what is a nerdy thing that you're thankful for and Michael we'll start with you <laughs> uh, you know it, it, we're heading into uh, Star Wars territory here and I just you know thanks to uh, um, getting to be on your other podcast uh, Nerd Lunch and talk a lot about Star Trek and I'm sorry <laughs> talk a lot about <laughs> <laughs> and uh and the the other podcast that i do that's a, a combination of star wars and star trek talk i just i am all about star wars lately and and everything that i see about the force awakens just makes me more and more excited about it i love thinking about it um uh, i haven't been this excited i don't think since the empire strikes back was coming out and um i'm just super thrilled and uh and hoping that it's going to be, you know, as good as, as it looks like it's going to be. But that's what I'm thankful for is more uh, quality Star Wars um, that, that I can get excited about. All right. Uh, Annalise. Well, I like the Marvel movies. Those are really good. So, so. that's something you're thankful for? Yeah. All right. Well, you kind of took my answer. I was going to talk about the Marvel <laughs> movies. But, I mean, I'm going to – I'll need to step back and I'll be more broad is uh, we live – we talked about this with Howard the Duck, even in this episode, is is the, the, the era that Michael and I grew up in. Uh, if we were lucky enough to get a comic book movie, it wasn't likely that good. And we live in a, in a day and age where there's four or five of these things coming out a year. And there are so much, there's so much quality coming out. And there's so many good superhero TV shows that, that I think we talked about that last episode. And uh, there's just so much. And, and we have this... This bountiful uh, superhero, just just outpouring given to us, and uh, I am thankful for that. Even though I can't even consume it all. Mm. David, what about you? Well, you kind of just mentioned mine, but I'm I don't sorry. Take up <laughs> ten minutes thinking of another answer. So I'm thankful for that. We actually get to see some quality comic book live action TV shows. Because really, if you wanted to watch a comic book TV show, it's usually just a cartoon or some cheesy Adam West Batman. Wait a minute. Well, hey. well not, <laughs> not. I guess you can't say it's not cheesy. It's cheesy. It is. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's cheesy. Okay. So I have a question. Can't get rid of a bomb. Can't, can't get rid of a bomb. The, the Batman dance. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> the bat juicy. <laughs> so I have a question for you, David, because Carlin and I were talking about this last um, 
episode before that you guys came on uh, about this all of the quality superhero shows that are available right now. And I know you're way more caught up on it than I am. So if there was one show that you would recommend for me and Carlin and Annalise um, to watch and check it out before any of the others, which one would it be? Well, for one thing, I don't know at all. You've you've already watched it. Well, pretend that we haven't seen any of it. What would you... Uh, totally Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> I haven't seen that. <laughs> I, have seen, I have seen a little bit of that. I just can't I, get I've into seen it. Is it better this the, season? I've, I've seen both of the two seasons. Okay. And up until a certain point, it's not that good. But then once they get to that Thor the Dark World episode, that's when it starts getting really good. Okay. That's, that's a good movie, but it's been a while since I've seen that, so... All right, well, that will do it for this episode of Dragonfly Ripple, and uh, we'll uh, hope to do it again here uh, very soon. But in the meantime, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, keep nerding those kids. (laughs) It's not really that funny anymore. Nope. Now it's just the tagline. No. Yep. That's where I had to get to. Yep. Yep. It's funny when we didn't know it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> the Atomic Keys Broadcasting Network.